Well, good morning, North Lakes. Uh, it is so exciting to be here with you and to be able to share this message with you today. I hope wherever you're watching from, uh, you are surrounded uh, by family and friends, or if you're watching it alone, you are feeling uh, the love of Jesus this morning. And I want to encourage you, uh, as we've said, uh, to get involved in a house church and uh, to, to surround yourself with people uh, and do church together. Even though we are still doing it in small groups, it's so important for us to still gather on a Sunday and to be in fellowship with one another. And, uh, and it is a bit different for me being here, uh, recording the message in Newcastle. I feel like I'm on a professional set right now. Back in Nashville when I would do it, uh, it would just be me in a room and uh, actually would record it on my iPhone. And, uh, and so to be here with Caleb and Jack and the boys is, uh, is something special for me. And a uh, shout out to them too uh, for everything that they do behind the scenes, uh, putting church on week in and week out. Uh, it is amazing. And I think it is one of the best church services online that there is, period, across the globe. And so a massive shout out to them. But uh, the last few weeks... We've been looking at uh, our series uh, title has been Joy Comes in the Morning. And um, I was looking at it and I was looking at the, uh, the graphic last week and it, came up, it comes up on the screen before the message and it says, it says a joy comes in the morning. And, uh, and I had this thought. It could be a silly thought, but nonetheless, I had it anyway. And uh, it was stirring in me uh, for a few days and I was thinking on it. And I find it, it is a relevant thought for the message today. And the thought was this. If joy comes in the morning, then what do I have to do to make sure that it's still there at night? If joy comes in the morning, then what do you have to do to make sure that when your head hits the pillow, it is still there at night? And I think that a morning represents a new day. I think it represents a fresh start. I think it represents... Uh, the beginning of something. And so when joy comes at the beginning, we need to make sure that whatever the end is, we still have that joy. You know, we have, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the context of a day. It could be the start of a new season. It could be the start of a new year. You know, I, I bet we can all remember back to 2019 when we were all so excited about 2020 and the promise of 2020 and the new decade and we were all so expectant and we all probably had 2020 vision and we were all ready for what 2020 had in store for us and we we're all joyful and when uh, you know 12 a.m. on January 1st hit we were all celebrating the start of something new and we we're all full of joy and 10 months in here we are 2020 pulls the biggest prank of all and I was challenged. I was challenged when thinking about this. The joy that I had at the start of 2020. The expectation that I had and the joy that I had towards this year. What do I have to do to make sure that at 11.59pm on December 31st of 2020, I still have that same joy. I haven't let the year take or steal my joy. And that is the challenge for us today. You know, I was, I was reading the, the roster of messages and I was coming up to, to my message and I looked down the sheet and I saw my name and I looked across and the theme for my message was this, persevering joy. And I think that is so relevant to the thought that I had, a persevering joy. You know, the, the meaning of persevere is to continue in a course of action, even in the face of difficulty 
or with no with little or no indication of success to continue in a course of action even in the face of difficulty to have persevering joy even in the face of difficulty or with little or no indication of success church it's so easy for us to have joy when we're successful it is expected that we be joyful when life is going great when everything around us is working and everything around us is grand then it is easy to be joyful but what is unexpected is that in a moment of difficulty when we cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel when we cannot see an indication of success that even still in that moment we would have joy and it's the joy of the lord in this moment that i want to talk about because i believe that we have access to that today that we have access to no matter what we're going through no matter what the season is no matter what the situation is we can have joy and we can have a persevering joy throughout our life and so that when the the night comes and our head hits the pillow we are still full of joy we've been looking at philippians 3 verse 12 and we're going to we've been looking at sorry the book of philippians and today we're going to look at philippians 3 verse 12 and Paul here is writing to the Philippi people from prison. And so he is a great example of someone that has a persevering joy. He's in the, the, one of the most challenging circumstances that you could be in, but still he is full of joy and encouraging the people of Philippi. And, uh, and we're going we're gonna to pick up here at uh, Ephesians 3.12. Uh, and I love how he starts out. I love how he starts this, this uh, verse. It says this, I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I haven't made But I am well on my way, reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. I want to pause there for a moment. I want to encourage someone today. I want to tell you this. You might be tuning in for the first time. You may not know Jesus. But I want to tell you this, that despite what you've heard, despite what you've been told, Jesus is reaching out to you today. Before Paul was Paul in the Bible, his name was Saul, and he was murdering Christians. He was known as a murderer, and and he was known for going around, finding Christians and killing them and torturing them. And then Jesus encountered him. Paul was Saul, sorry, wasn't looking for Jesus. He wasn't reaching out to Jesus, but Jesus encountered him on the road to Damascus and revealed himself to uh, Saul and changed his life. And he reached out to Saul. So I want to tell you that Jesus is reaching out to you today. All you have to do is open your heart. He's standing at the door. He is knocking. You just have to open your heart, receive him, and let his love come into your life. And he will change your life just as he did with Saul. You are not too bad. Your past doesn't define your future with Jesus. He's reaching out to you today. And I want to encourage you with that before we move on. It says this, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this. But I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. So let's keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us. If any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You will see it yet. Now that we're right on track, let's stay on it. Stick with me, friends. Keep track of those you see running the same course, headed for this same goal. 
There are many out there taking other paths, choosing other goals and trying to get you to go along with them. I've warned you of them many times and sadly, I'm having to do it again. All they want is easy street. They hate Christ's cross, but easy street is a dead end street. Those who live there make their bellies their gods. Belches are their praise. All they can think of is their appetites. But there is far more to life for us. We are citizens of high heaven. We're waiting the arrival of the Savior, the Master Jesus Christ, who will transform our earthly bodies into glorious bodies like His own. He will make us beautiful and whole with the same powerful skill by which He is putting everything as it should be under and around Him. There are so many things that we can pull out of this chapter and this verse. And, and I want to pull some things out today that I believe is going to help us on our journey to having a persevering joy. But I want to start by starting how Paul started. And I want to say this, I don't have it all together. I'm not an expert in this, but I'm just a young guy who wants to stand here and encourage you in this journey. I want to encourage someone today who hasn't experienced joy for a long time. And I want you to experience the joy of the Lord today. And I believe that as we pull these things out of this, this verse and, and what Paul is uh, writing here, that it's going to help us on our journey to having a persevering joy. So what's the first thing that we need to do? The first thing I want to pull out of this is this. We need to keep focused on the goal. Paul says in 15 and 16, So let's keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us, if any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. Before that, it says this, By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal. What is the goal? Where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm often running and I'm not turning back. Church, I believe that this right here, he's saying that Jesus is the goal. He's got his eyes focused on Jesus. He's got his sight set on Jesus. He's often running and he's not turning back. We need to keep our focus and our eyes set on Jesus. If we want to have a persevering joy in every season, in every circumstance, our eyes need to be fixed on Him. You might be sitting here and you might be thinking, you know what, it's been a little while since I've experienced this joy. I haven't experienced joy for a little while now and I want to ask you, what have your eyes been fixed on? Where has your focus been? And it's as simple as just fixing your eyes back on Him. There's a great hymn, church, that says this, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. O soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's a light for a look at the Savior and life more abundant and free. When we take our eyes off Jesus and we put our focus on the things of this world, it is hard to have joy. The things of this world seem so great and grand. They seem like they're unbeatable and we get weighed down by the things of these, this world. But all we have to do, church, is we just have to reset our focus. We have to realign. We have to keep our eyes on Jesus. And we will experience this persevering joy. 
The first thing that anyone will tell you when you're starting up a fitness journey would be that you have to set goals. And you have to keep your eyes set on those goals. You have to keep going for those goals. As soon as you take your eyes off those goals and put them onto the golden arches, then the journey's over. The reason I can say that is because I'm on that right now. I'm trying to become fit again and I've got my eyes on a goal, but there are times where I take my eyes off those fitness goals and I look to the things of McDonald's and all of a sudden that journey is over. And so uh, just like in this, just like in a fitness journey, we've got to keep our eye on the goal. We've got to keep focused on what it is that Jesus has called us to do. We've got to keep our eyes on him. Romans 8, 5 says this, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. I want to change a word in there. I don't want to change the Word of God, but I just want to throw another word in there. And I want to say this, those who live according to the flesh set their sight on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their sight on the things of the Spirit. What is the result of when we set our eyes on the things of this world? We become overwhelmed, we become overcome with, with negativity and the things that are, that are being portrayed in the world today. But when we set our sight and we set our mind on the things of Jesus and the things of the Spirit, what is it that overflows? It's the fruit of the Spirit. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. When we keep our eyes fixed on Him, we keep our sight on Him, then the things that are going to overflow is love, joy, peace, and all those things. Church, we've got to keep our focus on the goal, and that goal is Jesus. The second thing that I want to point out and I want to draw out from this verse is we need to keep track. In 17 and 19, it says, Stick with me, friends. Keep track of those you see running this same course headed for the same goal. There are many out there taking other paths, choosing other goals, and trying to get you to go along with them. I've warned you of them many times. Sadly, I'm having to do it again. All they want is easy street. They hate Christ's cross, but easy street is a dead-end street. We need to keep up with those who are walking the same journey as us. This is vital to having a persevering joy in this world today. We need to surround ourselves with like-minded people. We need to be in fellowship with followers of Jesus. That's why the church pushes so much that we get involved in house church. That is why I believe it is so important. Because as Paul is saying here, keep track with those that are running the same race as you. Stay in touch. Stay in community. It is vital to this, this persevering joy and this journey that we are not isolating ourselves from like-minded people, but we are surrounding ourselves with like-minded people. In Hebrews 10, 23 and 25, the title of this, uh, this kind of chapter or this verse is a call to persevere. And it says, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And here in 25, it says this, And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. 
If again, you're sitting here and joy is something that you haven't experienced for a long time, I want to ask you this. Who have you been surrounding yourself with? Who have you been keeping up with? I believe that one of the first things that we need to do is start keeping up with those that are like-minded to us. Those believers. I know there's been time in my life when I look back at certain times in my life where joy and, and, and the things of Jesus haven't necessarily been at the top of the list. The reason why I know and I can see it clear as day that that is the case is because of who I've been surrounding myself at that time. The people that you surround yourself with can sometimes dictate the way we think and the way we feel. And when we surround ourselves with like-minded and uh, followers of Jesus, they're going to encourage us to keep on track. They're going to encourage us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. They're going to not let us waver. They're going to hold us accountable to the things of Jesus. And therefore, we are going to continue to experience the things of Jesus like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and all those things. When we surround ourselves with those people and be in fellowship with, with followers of Jesus, we're going to experience those things. And the last thing that I want to say is this. We've just got to keep going. I want to encourage you today to keep going. Paul says this, I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. Don't let mistakes stop you from running. Don't let the things of the past stop you from running. You know what? We're going to make silly errors in the future. We're going to do things in the future. But don't let anything turn you back. Don't let anything stop you from running. You're off now. You're on this journey with Jesus. And there is no turning back. Don't stop. Keep running. It says in Romans 8.38, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Church, we just need to keep going. We need to keep running. No turning back. We are on this journey of a persevering joy. We're on this journey of joy with Jesus. And the joy of the Lord will be your strength. We need to keep focused on Him. We need to keep in community. We need to keep track of with like-minded people who are on the same race as us. And we just need to keep going. We need to persevere through the difficulties, through the hard times and through the challenges, knowing that God is with us every step of this way. Every challenge we face, every uh, difficulty that we find ourselves in, we know that God is with us so that we can persevere through and we can have joy every step of the way. And I want to encourage you with that today, church. As we worship now, as we move into a time of worship, I want to encourage you. If this joy is something you haven't experienced for a while, or if it is something that you want to, you want to have, you want to, I want to have persevering joy. No matter what comes at me, no matter what life throws at me, I want to have that joy. Then as we worship, if you've had your eyes off Jesus, if you need to realign your focus and you need to put your eyes back on Him, then fix your eyes on Him this morning. Make the decision to turn to Him. If you need to keep track and you need to keep surrounded with community, then this week, send a text to someone. Get in conversation with people who are going to encourage you in the things of Jesus. And you will leave those conversations full of joy. I promise you. And just keep going, church. Keep running. Don't turn back. 
He is for you. He is not against you. He is with us every step of the way. I'm going to pray and then we're going to worship. Lord God, I come before you right now. And I thank you that we have access to this persevering joy that comes from you. That no matter what we go through, no matter what life throws at us, that we can have joy in every season. That the joy that comes at the start can be with us at the end. That when, we, uh, when our heads hit the pillow at night, we can have the same joy that came to us in the morning. Despite what the day has looked like, despite what the season has looked like, we can have access to that joy and we can have that joy with us every day through you, Jesus. I want to pray right now for those who haven't experienced joy for a while. Lord God, right now in this moment, flood them with your joy. Flood them with your peace and your love, Jesus. May they experience the joy of the Lord right in this moment. May we fix our eyes on you, Jesus. Keep focused on the goal that is you, Jesus. Give us the courage to reach out to people, to keep track and keep in community with, with followers of you, Jesus. And Lord God, in those times when we feel like stopping, Lord God, may we just keep going, knowing there is nothing that should cause us to stop running after you, Jesus. We love you, God. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for what it means. We thank you for salvation, that we can come to you at any moment and you have your arms open to us. We love you, Jesus. Amen.